episode 4. The move with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. It's like Marvel's Civil War, only good. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And I and I told her that I wanted a double blend, and she said, "No, you can only get it single blended." And I was just, but I wanted double blended. You're a whiny baby. Oh, but I wanted my I wanted my frappuccino double blended. Oh, there are better things to worry about than your frappuccino. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Frank and Brad, and welcome to the show. Yay! We've got so much stuff packed in for you today, uh, Brad. Just quick synopsis we're going to talk about lost yeah finally going to talk about lost and then we're going to go into comic book ads yeah well we're i'm taking a cue from uh we're taking a cue from a comic geek speak episode that i've had the chance to listen to it's the most recent one they did uh frank hasn't had the chance to listen to it yet but they were going through some old 80s comics and they found some old ads that they thought were funny and so i thought you know what why don't we just do that and see if we can find some funny ads so i brought in a bunch of Comics that range from 77, uh, no, 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 I beg your pardon, 1969, the year I was born, oh Amazing Spider-Man number 76, Oh, uh, through um, the late 90s. Oh, cool. Okay. So, Well, um, but before we dive into the show, I just wanted to talk a little bit about something I did last night. It was fun. I went to uh, an art show helping out the uh, American Lung Association. No, this was fun. And, okay. And so... Um, the object of the show was to, you know, all these artists created art, and then they were going to auction it off, and then the money was going to go to charity. Uh, but the medium or the theme had to revolve around blow pops, you know, the candy with the gum in the middle. Yummy. So that was the fun thing. And if you guys want to see, I'm sure you're going to post the art on the, on their website if you want to see it. It was a lot of fun. It, they have a MySpace, myspace.com slash pop underscore art underscore show and i would recommend going to it there was some really neat stuff there but the one thing i really want to talk about is there was a band there called the lovies it was an all-girl band oh yeah and they were really good they were really fun and the keyboardist she goes by cj uh-huh dreamy Oh yeah, she was dreamy. Was she, what color? She was, what color was her hair? Oh, it was like an amber, amber. red. It was. Red. She was cool. dreamy. If you ever what kind of music, um, they say kind of go go ish, but I didn't pick that up because it was more kind of oh, like more Liz Fair ish. If you know who Liz Fair Liz is, Liz Fair, Lisa yeah. Loeb. Um, yeah, a little Lisa Loeb, a little deeper than Lisa Loeb. You know, and Lisa Loeb's. Dreamy, dreamy. Oh my yeah. gosh! I can't. We we can those one room glasses. Show. Dreamy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Brett. Oh, my notes. So let's talk about Lost. All right. So I'm grabbing my notes. Ah. Okay. We were thinking about what to talk about Lost. Should we go episode by episode? But no. So we decided, or I decided, that I wanted to talk about all the unanswered, some of the unanswered questions 
that Lost has posed. And what got me started on this was what happened? Power supply just popped out. No. Popped back what in. got me started on this was the fact that over the last few episodes, there have been times when our survivors have had opportunities to ask questions yes. of the others, and they didn't, and it drove me absolutely bonkers. Angry. Now what? Sorry. Did Angry. Drop? Angry. Angry, sorry. I we talked over the drop. That's okay. Um, specifically, what episode? Because I have an episode in mind where well, it just... That there, drove me crazy. I don't remember if this was the same episode or not, but these two instances come to mind. There's one where Jack has i think at this point he's um hang on and and just like we're talking about season three we're talking about the um spoiler alert thank you yeah we're talking about everything that's happened um starting in february so they're doing this this 16 week run or however many week run non-stop so right we're talking about this point uh, season three yeah um, it, maybe one of these happened earlier i don't think it did but um, there's probably been opportunities for people to ask these questions. Um, there was an episode where I believe it was spoiler alert after Jack saved Ben's life by operating on him. They, they put, ended up putting Jack back in the, uh, the cage, cage. the, the, the cage, cage outside, Tate right? And Sawyer were in. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know what? This might actually have been the same episode. Katie and Sawyer, I think, had escaped in the jungle with the kid Carl. Yes. Okay. There's, those are the two situations that have bothered me. Jack was in the cage, and lo and behold, here comes some tailies that walk up to the, and the reason we know to the cage where Jack is. The reason we know they're tailies is because the stewardess from the plane was on there, and Jack had recognized her. And he's like, "What are y'all doing here?" And she's like, "We came to watch." Yes, and that was the—that's the part that drove me crazy because Jack had an opportunity to ask so many questions. Yeah, what's going on? Who are these people? Are you with these people? How? Why are you here? Do you know anything that I don't know? You know, what it, he could have asked a question that would have given him answers to some of the questions that all the lost viewers are dying to know. Another. The other situation that bothers me is when Kate and Sawyer escaped and they were in the jungle with that kid Carl. Remember they pulled him off of the out of the Clockwork Orange room, yes. right? Um, and he he said something like, "They don't live on this island; they just work here." Neither Jack, I'm sorry, neither Kate nor Sawyer said, "Hey, what's going on? What, yeah. what are these people doing here? What is the Dharma Initiative?" Are, are they part of the Dharma Initiative? Are they opposed to the Dharma Initiative? What's going on? And nobody is taking the time to answer questions. More recently, when when they found that eye patch guy yes. at the bunker, Locke and Saeed and Kate, none of them just came out and said, explain to me what's going on here or I will blow your brains out with this gun. <laughs> yeah. And I'd, it's very frustrating. Yeah, I you know, I... I have to agree, in, in in defense of the producers, I mean, they got to fill out 22, 25 shows a season, so they they got to stretch the story out. I, I uh, They do have an ending, I know that. I, I oh. understand, you know, in defense of them, that, but have at least the character say, what's going on here? At least ask the question. The other 
the eye patch man, Carl, or who the stewardess, they don't have to answer the question, but at least have the characters have enough brains to go, oh, by the way, what's going on and who are you people and why, what's the deal with this island? Hmm. You know, I mean, come on. Well, let's... Um, Angry. Uh, before we get into that, let, let me just get... I, I pulled this off Wikipedia. All right. It's just the... Um, if you got it off Wikipedia, you know it's true. Yes. Uh, Sinbad's dead, too. Did you hear? Sinbad. Yeah. The the comedian. Are you serious? Oh, you didn't you didn't hear about that. That was a big... That's what caused this whole Wikipedia thing. Someone had posted that he had died. He's not dead, is he? Yeah, but he's not dead. Oh, he's good. 100% alive. All right. So, sorry about that. Yeah, you scared me for a minute. <laughs> So, anyway, the series was developed in January of 2004 by Lloyd Braun. Uh, He was head of uh, ABC at the time, and he ordered an initial script based on the concept of a cross between the movie Castaway and the popular reality show Survivor. Unhappy with the results and a subsequent rewrite, uh, Braun contracted J.J. Abrams, who was doing Alias at the time, to write a pilot. Uh, he was initially hesitant, but Abrams warmed up to the idea and eventually collaborated with Damon Lindoff. Is that how you say his name? Lindelof. Lindelof. Um, the lost two-part pilot series was the most expensive in the network's history, reported costing between 10 to $14 million, compared to an average cost of an hour-long pilot at about $4 million. Yet, um, before it even aired, Lloyd Braun was fired by the executives at ABC's parent company, Disney, because he had greenlighted such an expensive and risky project. And I think it's safe to say that they made a mistake because the show really paid off. Oh, yeah. The end. Big time. So, okay. So, we have these, these, all these questions. Uh, you had more specific questions than I did. I basically wanted to know, you know, what's really up with this island? Why can Locke walk now that, you know, he couldn't before? Um, which you can argue might have been sort of answered in this last show. Well, it, the last episode explained how he ended up in the wheelchair. But it, did it, it explain why he can walk now? Well, and and that's what I'm kind of getting at. I think it explained it in a sense that it's a key about having faith. And Locke apparently has a lot of this faith and... um What's the character's name? Benjamin Linus, the leader. He doesn't. Henry Gale? Uh, he, yeah, Henry Gale. He doesn't have enough um, faith. How is that T? It's not T. Oh, what is it? No, it's a key for Sutherland. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, in in a roundabout way, I think they kind of answered it. I think there's there's. I think your faith needs to be strong for you to be healed. So I think this um, Henry Gale guy is suffering from a loss of faith in in a roundabout way and then that whole story that the eye patch guy told us about dharma versing versus the hostels so apparently the dharma initiative no longer exists the hostels have taken over but the eye patch guy was the hostel one of the hostels right yeah the story I, he told them at first he made it sound like he was part of the dharma initiative yes right didn't he even say he was the last living member of the dharma initiative yeah but i think that all that was a lie right it was because they so, ended up somehow, I forget how, but we ended up finding out that he was one of the others. Yeah, one and, of the and, hostels. And I think the others is the hostel, and that's where Henry Gale and all them, all mm-hmm. those guys are the hostels. So I don't even think the Dharma Initiative exists anymore. Well, that's you know one of my questions. What is the Dharma Initiative? Is it still active? 
somebody maybe somebody thinks it's still active because they got the food drop. Yes. You know, and I'm sure this is, you know, one of those really complicated multi-layered questions or answers about the Dharma Initiative and Alvar Hanso and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question of are the others part of the Dharma Initiative? And, you know, maybe they're not because of what we saw last week Last week with the um, – with the guy, the um, Mark, Dr. Martin Candle, I think is his name. Yeah, the guy yeah. in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Remember when Locke was playing um, chess on the computer? Yes. And Martin Candle comes up and says, um, if this is a takeover by the hostiles, you know, press one or whatever he says. Right. So maybe that is a part of the answer to my question of, are the others part of the Dharma Initiative? I at this point, I, I mean, of course, I can change. I would say no. Yeah. I think that they are two separate camps. I believe that the people who are still running the Dharma Initiative still think it's working because they're doing the drops. But the hostels, they've taken over. So, uh, and 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 you know, the the whole Dharma Initiative had to do with those hatches and stuff like that. But that's just out the water now. That just doesn't matter anymore. So maybe now there's there's two. There's actually two groups, Dharma Initiative being one, and another group possibly opposed to the Dharma Initiative, and that's who the others are? Yes. Yes. So uh, I have a feeling we won't really understand everything until the show's over. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the character who can see into the future, uh, Desmond. Desmond. So, I mean... See you in another life, brother. Yeah, what is his Well, deal? it obviously didn't happen till the sky went purple. Right. You know, that goes back to the question, is the island magical? Um, mm-hmm. Rose is feeling better because she had cancer, and they think That's right. she, wants to, she wants to stay on the island because she thinks it's magical. Locke can walk now. What else has happened? And Rose, by the way, has a lot of faith in the, in the yeah, island, Yeah, Rose too. has lots of faith. Um, what else magical has happened? Oh, let's, I mean, people are seeing things. Yeah. Uh, dead people. You know, they're, they're seeing people, uh, loved ones that have passed away and stuff like that. And, you know, I had this inkling feeling just the other day that maybe Jack's father is somehow behind all of this. I mean. Well, he seems to be connected to a lot of it. Yeah. Now we find out he's, um, hang on. Spoiler alert. Now we find out that he's the father of Claire. Yeah. And that Claire and Jack are, what, I guess half-brothers, half-siblings? Half Half-siblings, yeah. And then the big shocker at the end of last week's episode, Locke's quote-unquote father mm-hmm. was in the magic box. Everybody's connected somehow. What is up with that? Really, that... Well, it, I saw I that and my jaw dropped. I mean, I half expect it goes, his dad's going to be there, but how can he be there? And lo and behold. I think what this means is that these others, whoever they are, Dharma Initiative or not, these others are more connected to the outside world than we, than we realize. Mm-hmm. Um, two things tells me that, especially from this last episode. One being the fact that the con man father was there yeah and he was bound and gagged and he looked frightened like they had kidnapped him from the mainland and took him here another was the fact that the man that was with ben Locke was chained up on the pipe yes and, and 
Ben was in the wheelchair, and he turns to the guy, and he says, go, go ahead and uncuff him. That man was the same man that recruited Juliet on the outside world yes. from a few episodes back in yeah. her flashback. So they're obviously still connected with the outside world, you know, in a much bigger way that, um, than we realize. Yeah. So in jumping on to another topic about the numbers that uh, at least for me, it seems to have dropped off the last, the last few episodes. It, it doesn't seem to play as a, an important role as it did, at least in the past. That was like the big mystery. It seems in the first two episodes Yeah, were the numbers. And, um, where have we seen the numbers? Um, seen for them. sure, we've seen it. Well, there was a man muttering it in the uh, insane asylum. That's where Hurley got the numbers. Yeah, um, it's it's you have to enter it into the computer. Right. It was on the outside of the hatch. It's on the outside of the hatch. Um, it was I, on some of the some of the vials of yes. the vaccine that Desmond was taken. Yes, pretty sure that it had, it said that. I, I remember seeing that, and then it has appeared in other random places. Wh- whether it specifically needed to be there or not, the it one was, where Hurley was trying to get to the airport, you saw those numbers repeated visually. Yeah, uh, there was on the the back of the soccer jerseys. The girls were wearing the soccer jerseys. Yeah, and it had all those numbers. And you know, I I would say that that was more of just kind of an Easter egg for the for the viewer, right. and yes, not I agree. Uh, not somehow connected to the show in some way. Um, uh, excuse me, Professor Brainiac. <laughs> that you know what? That's a great Simpsons episode. Uh-huh. That's the one where he goes to college. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, back to Lost. So, well, what are some of the other? You had a question about Walt, didn't you? Um, no, you did. I did. I thought you did. did well, well I, my question was, where are Michael and Walt? Yeah. They left in the boat. Um, you know what happened to him? Are we ever going to see him again? Maybe we'll see Michael with some explanation. And what about Walt? Did what was Walt's power? Could he could he see into the future? I can't remember. It seemed to me that um he that when he was around things would happen that he wanted to happen. Okay. Like I remember in the first season, it was raining, Vincent the dog had ran off and his he wanted to go look for Vincent and then Michael the dad said, "No, we'll go look for Vincent when it stops raining." Uh-huh. And it immediately stopped raining after he said that. Okay. And then he was reading that Flash comic that had the polar bear in it. Uh-huh. And then here's a polar bear on the island, shows up. I don't know. And then there was a, there was a, was it the beginning of this season in the first six episodes? No, no, no. Who was it that heard Walt, or saw Walt in the, that was Shannon, wasn't it? I think it was, That yeah. was Shannon. That was near the end of last season before yeah. she was killed. yeah. Yeah, in fact, it was. Uh, that was probably one of the last things you saw, and then she got killed. Yeah, so, you know, the 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 questions are piling up. Yes, they are. I think it's time, uh, though, right now we, we have a little intermission, a little break. So we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Yeah. Woo. Boy, hope you guys got to be able to stretch your feet and stuff like that. All right. Half hour is a long time to uh It is to devote a long to time a time to waste. Yeah. Well, tell you what, let's uh Brad, we've gotten some emails and stuff. Okay. And go some for comments. It. Let's kind of go through them here. Oh, I just closed a window. Oh, we'll do this. Uh this was an email we got from a gentleman named Kevin, and I think you have a connection to this gentleman, don't you, Brad? Let me see the email. 
Yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> okay, so let's read what he has to say. Um, I've decided not to wait until you've recorded 48 more episodes and listened to them one after another so I could waste a whole day. That would actually waste a lot more than 24 hours because you'd have to account for download time, potty breaks, and the like. Brad, thanks for going on a hot dog run for me yesterday. It was nice to know that I can count on my brother. Also, thanks for being a good uncle to my boys. When you were lifting Keller up so he could extinguish the tiki lights, it made for a touching family moment. Frank, is it too late to transplant my blue point juniper? It's about three feet tall, and I have black gumbo soil. Brad, Dad left his camera here last night. Frank, what's your favorite cloud, and why? Brad and Frank, the new Spider-Man tra- uh, in the new Spider-Man trailer, they show Venom. I'm scared of him. When I see the movie, I'm going to imagine him wearing a straw gardening hat with a giant yellow uh, Gerber daisy in it. I think that'll make him less scary. Also, I don't know how I don't know that much about Venom. What are his special powers? Would he win in a fight between him and Darth Maul? Thanks, Kevin. Seriously, you sound like an insane person. Um so as for my favorite cloud, rain clouds because they bring rain okay. and life. And that was the only type of cloud I could think of. I went to a birthday party for my brother last night. And Happy birthday, r- Kevin. He ran out of hot dogs, so I ran to the store and got some more ballpark franks. Ball you know, po- they, they plump when you cook them. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Well, we got our first uh, or another comment on our website. This Are we going to just ignore the rest of his email? Cause oh, that, there was more of it? Well, no, we didn't answer all his questions. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, let's see. There was the favorite clouds. Oh, yeah, would Darth Maul f- went, uh, went in a fight against... Um, Win in a fight against um, Venom. Venom. Um, no, I think Venom would cut him in half. Yeah. I'm sorry, Darth. I think Darth Maul would cut him in half. But can't Venom regenerate? No. He can't. No. Okay. He's not a. He's not a lizard. Oh. Or a toad. Well, I really want to think about this because, well, because I mean, Darth Maul has the Force on his side, mm-hmm. and he has a lightsaber, and he's pretty. He's pretty good at all those things. Um, okay, Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul wins. Yeah. Um, Transplanting the um, uh, the juniper, three uh, feet tall. I'd have to go to um, some website that knows. Let's go to bluejuniper dot com, Kevin, or transplantyourplant dot com, and I, you should be able to find that information. I, I'm going to go with my gut on this. I'm not going to do any. You know, this is this isn't based on research or anything. I'm going to say. Um, no, don't do it. Nothing but trouble. Frank says don't do it. Okay. All right. Um, what else? Okay. Well, let's see. I think that was it. I accidentally closed the window, so. That's all right. Who, well, I think we answered We everything. had a comment. Uh, last episode, we were talking about Dazzler, right? And somebody left us a comment about that? Yeah. Uh, his name is Russell. His name is Heroes Mask on the CGS forum. I recognize that. Um, hey, guys. I'm sure... Uh, that either of you heard this a hundred times by now, but just in case, Dazzler is appearing in the new Excalibur. She's sporting a um, a short, funky pink hairdo. Great show. Um, keeps getting better. Keep up the good work. Love the short format and the uh, in, in intro cues and the intro cues. Thank you, Thanks. All right, uh, Russell. Thanks, thank Russell. you so much. That's really cool. We appreciate the comments. It makes us feel 
Like we're yeah. making a difference. Uh, it would be nice if we had heard that a hundred times. Yeah, you were actually. You, but you were actually the, the first and only person that took the time to tell us about Dazzler. Yeah, and guys, you know, um, this is a learning process for, for us. So, you know, feel free to drop us a line either at our website, halfhourwasted.com, or our comicspace.com slash halfhourwasted site, which we got our first comment from Peter Rios. Peter CGS. Rios of CGS fame. And um, here's his comment. I'm your first comment? Seriously? <laughs> Guess I have more than a half hour to waste. So far, so good. Okay, that those are neat. our comments. Yay. Those are the three that we've gotten. Well, okay, next we want to talk about the uh, the ads in okay. comic books. Ads in comic books. And, Brad, the one that I wanted to bring up right off the bat, uh-huh. I'll read it to you. This is This is in an issue of Secret Origins. Uh, issue two about Blue Beetle, and it's one of those ads that has all the little ads in it. Yeah, and this one reads: "Join the Ninja Society at last, awesome. a club for true ninja fans. Learning, f- learn fighting secrets, weapons, invisibility, mind power, invisibility. Yes, for that real? is in there. I can learn invisibility. It says so. That's awesome." For complete details and a free ninja sticker, send one dollar to Ninja Society, Department Two, One Five Six Fifth Avenue, New York, New York. You know what really makes this ad is the fact that you can get a sticker. I know. I was gonna say, you know, that's <laughs> wouldn't have been something I was interested in <laughs> oh unti- my until the sticker. Okay, I just opened up my Amazing Spider-Man number seventy-six mm-hmm. from. Where's the month? November of 1969. No, I'm sorry. I misread that. While you look at that, I'm going to September look at another September 1969. And I was Spoiler? flipping through this to see what kind of what kind of ads were in here and one of them caught my eye. I'm trying to find it right now. Is that the one that you you told me earlier that there's a Spider-Man that you have a letter in? Is that Oh, it? that no, that's yeah, I wrote a letter back in 1969 when I was born. That was <laughs> How'd the you one. do that? You know, well, my mom wrote it for me. <laughs> you I dictated telepathically it? sent her a message through the womb, and she wrote it out. There was womb in the room? Yeah. I'm trying to find that error. That, and that, um, oh, here it is. Here it is. It's brand new. Marvel's swinging and swinging. Inflatable plastic <laughs> pillows. Introducing the latest, most original Marvel merchandising masterpieces ever. Three-dimensional superhero plastic pillows that can hold more weight than you can shake a forbush at. What's a forbush? What? F-O-R-B-U-S-H. Should I look that up? Uh, no. Mm. You can bang them, toss them, even let them hang loose on the wall. <laughs> Either Spider-Man or Thor. In full color yet. $1.50 plus 15 cents for postage and handling. You know what I'm thinking about, Brad, is that you, you know how that inflatable... Furniture is actually in vogue now. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of funny. It's always been around. They're just reinventing stuff that's, that's been around. Okay. Let's see. Here's yeah. um number three uh, in a four-issue limited series, West Coast Avengers. In fact, this is one that I picked up um, a couple weekends ago at the uh, Comic-Con that we talked about in a previous episode. I like that we can hear you opening the bag. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Because you know it's authentic. Because we're um, really looking at stuff. And I found 
an ad that I heard the CGS guys talking about, and it was from Military Diamond Sales. It's about diamond rings being sold in a comic book. It's pretty silly. It's only good for active duty military personnel. (laughs) So um, you can buy a, a diamond ring through this comic book if you're, you know, in the army or navy, or and something. what I mean, what's the caliber of the rings? What? Uh... Well, um, fourteen karat gold. This one here is a uh, diamond solitaire set in fourteen karat gold. Um, they're all fourteen karat gold. Some of the rings they range from they range from six hundred dollars, five hundred sixty dollars to uh, thirteen hundred and twenty dollars. Wow. They obviously they did not know who their target audience no, is. No. Did, and no, what's, what does that say right there? Give your love a diamond. Uh, I seriously Let's doubt see. that anybody want, reading this comic <laughs> book had somebody they... Oh, here, look. Here's an Atari ad for Mario Brothers for your Atari 2600. What's the what's the tag on the top Mario Brothers and then... Oh, wait, there's an asterisk. What's that? What's that asterisk right there? Mario Brothers by Nintendo Trademarks. It's oh, okay. just um, legalese. I thought it would say, <laughs> this game doesn't actually here's work. Here's Fig Newton's ads. An ad for Dazzler, the movie Marvel graphic number, novel number 12. Okay. You know what? What? When we were at that convention, I saw a comic book for the Dazzler. Was there a Dazzler movie? It was just a... It was just a the name of the graphic novel was oh. the Dazzler, the movie. Okay. Well, okay. We'll, we'll go I, through some more ads some other time. Yeah. And, and now, before... Now, when as we're going out, we wanted to uh, to share something special with you. Because so, our time's almost up here. Uh, something that we had produced for CGS once a long time ago, and they played a long time ago, but we thought we'd play it here in its entirety, and it, it goes along with the theme that we're doing. Oh, and there's the time. This Let's is play. an extra special. Turn the thing off. This is an extra ex- special extended edition of Half Hour Wasted. Uh, you'll know, This has to do with some of the old ads that used to be in comic books, so here we go. Deep in a forest, a mind-boggling attempt to destroy the Green Goliath, the Abomination, and Wendigo join forces. Alone I, the Abomination, can fight you, the Hulk, to a standstill. Together with Wendigo, we can render you helpless. Hulk, only wanna fight fair. After a gruesome battle, the Abomination and Wendigo leave the Hulk defeated. But suddenly... It's... it's the Hulk! Keep away! Hulk no like people! It's okay, Hulk. We'll help you. You gotta have something to eat, Hulk. Here, have a Hostess fruit fried pie. Hostess fruit fried pies? You'll like the real fruit filling. And how about that light flaky crust? Hulk happy now! Hulk, thanks, little boy and little girl. The green gargantuan crashes off into the forest. I'm glad we had Hostess fruit fried pies to share with the Hulk. He ate them all, apple, lemon, and cherry. Now, Hulk, take care of unfinished business. In a strange way, I think he knows we're friends. You get a big delight in every bite of Hostess fried fruit pies. Now an exciting blueberry. We want to thank you guys for listening. 
Remember, drop us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com or visit us on the web at halfhourwasted.com or um, comicspace.com slash halfhourwasted. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. See you next time.